Hello everyone, you are listening to Christina Aguilera Track Battle. I'm your host Bags, super fan and lover of all things Xtina. This is the podcast where we take two songs from Christina's amazing discography at random via our fancy random track wheel, discuss them and undertake the challenging task of determining which is better. Let's find out which songs are going head to head this episode. Are you ready fighters? Let's spin the wheel. Right moves. And that's going to go up against... The Blower's Daughter with Chris Mann. Interesting. So we've got two sort of collaborations here. We've got one that I would say is quite unexpected, uh, which is Right Moves, and I'll explain why. And then we've got one that I'd say is quite expected, uh, which is The Blower's Daughter with Chris Mann, who was a member of Christina's team on the American version of The Voice, where she was a coach. So let's first start talking about Right Moves. Right Moves was released in 2018 um, on the album Liberation as one of the album tracks. And it was probably recorded about a year or two before that. And the reason I say that is because there was a muttering about who she was working with around this time. And the producer of the song actually sort of came out and said that they were working with her. Um, So the song itself features Jamaican artists Kida and Shenessy, where they sort of take up the middle portion of the song, where they rap and, and sing. And it sort of gives a very island tinge and island vibe to the song um, and the song itself is produced by Che Pope and the interns and it was actually the interns that came out a couple of years before Liberation was released to say that they were working with her and they described the material that they were producing with her as caviar ratchet which was very intriguing and exciting to Christina fans because very interesting to see how the two sort of words would meet together uh, because they are complete opposites Um, and this is why I said that the collaboration itself was unexpected because the type of sounds that she was going for is probably something that we've not heard her do up until that point and so it was very very intriguing to see what kind of sound she was going to be coming out with with liberation Um, and right moves is obviously one of the songs that came out from this process. So the song was written by Christina uh, Taylor Parks, who worked with Christina co-writing quite a few songs on Liberation, uh, and also Kida Shenessy, who I'm assuming wrote their parts, and also the interns, and then also Julia Michaels and Justin Tranter. Um, and they're two um, people that work together very well and have produced some quite great pop songs recently, uh, songs like Sorry by Justin Bieber, done some work with Selena Gomez. And Justin Tranter's an intriguing one because he used to be in a band called semi-precious weapons which were this you know full-on rock band um, and they supported lady gaga um on the monster ball tour and actually you can see them in the background of the telephone video in the diner um so very very intriguing to see them um uh, starting out um especially justin tranter starting out with a completely different sound and now writing pop music uh, so very very intriguing there so like i said before um right moves has got this very 
island feel to it and it's this dance hall reggae chilled out song and it's all about the vibe and it's one of those songs on liberation where the vibe is at the forefront kind of like pipe and also like i do um, and it's just about how the song makes you feel and sort of what place it takes you to and it fully immerses into that sound um, which is a running theme in liberation where the music sort of takes the forefront I mean, we're used to the signature Christina sound with the ad-libs and, you know, the vocal gymnastics. But on this song, her vocals almost sound lazy. And you can never say that about Christina. You can't say Christina vocals and lazy in one sentence. But it's so stripped back and she sounds so relaxed and it really lends itself to the vibe and the feel of the song. And to me, that just shows how creative of a track it is. It's showing another side of her voice and also a passion for her artistry and her musicality. And that really, really sticks out how switched on she is in terms of immersing herself into different genres and how her voice can apply to it. And it also shows how daring she is as an artist because she's taking risks with exploring new sounds. This song is very sparse in its arrangement um, because it is all about the feels and you know, this Caribbean sound is um, a genre that she's never toyed with, she's never really played with before. Yes, she has touched on reggae live, uh, but never in a studio recording. She did a reggae version of What A Girl Wants on the Back To Basics tour. So it's so interesting to see this side of her in studio recording. And this is why I'm such a big fan, because she takes these risks with all these different sounds and genres and using her voice in a different way. You know, she's not just gonna be known as a vocalist who just, you know, let it rip and let them have it. She explored different sides to her voice and this is why she stands out as a vocalist and why I'm such a fan. And Liberation itself um, was a record where we saw her exploring genres she hasn't necessarily before looked at on a studio album. You know, we've had things like chamber music influences on Maria and we had Trap and Alternative R&B with Accelerate, the lead single, and then, of course, Reggae with Right Moves. So Right Moves um, hasn't been released as a single, but it was used as a live interlude on the Liberation Tour in America. Um, and it had a video film to it where it was Christina kicking it with her girls, with her background dancers. And there was this sort of purple tinge to the video with the glasses. Um, yeah, I'd love to see the backdrop one day. Because, uh, of course, we've got people that have recorded it live, put it on YouTube, but there have been some backdrops of Christina's from previous tours which have made it onto the internet and we can see them on YouTube in all of their high-definition glory. So it's one that I would like to see and I'd like to um, see if there was more stuff filmed for Liberation because there was a lot of things filmed for Liberation for the promotional campaign. We had these visuals of Christina in the water and swimming in the water and then we had, um, you know, with her in her garden and, you know, Know, getting back in touch with Maria, this person that she lost, the little girl she lost, who had this absolute passion for music. So it would be nice to see some of the other stuff that was filmed. Um, and I'd, I'd love to see what a music video would look like for Right Moves because of how quirky the song is. It's nothing like anything in Christina's discography. So it would be really, really cool to see that. 
So we've been looking at favourite parts and favourite lyrics of the songs that we've been selecting. Um, so for me, the, my favourite part in Right Moves is the Keeda and Genesee bit. I know it's not a Christina bit, but for me, the reason why it stands out is because I would never in a million years expect to hear something like that on a Christina Aguilera record. Um, it was just sort of mind-blowing when I heard it at the time. I was like, wow, this is really, really cool that she has worked with artists that you would never think of that she would work with. And this is why I absolutely love her. And for me, my favourite lyric is banging in my chest, I must confess, it ain't the only thing that's pounding now. I love the double entendre and the tongue-in-cheek innuendo. There's lots of that in this track and Christina does tongue-in-cheek so well. Um, you know, she does it with a glint in her eye. It's never too in your face. Um, but it's all about her, all about her appeal and the way that she is as an artist. So, Right Moves is one of many collaborations on Liberation. She also worked with artists like Goldlink, Anderson Pack, Demi Lovato, XNDA, 2 Chains, Ty Dolla Sign. Really, really interesting uh, artists that she's worked with. And it sort of shows how varied her musicality is and her taste is. And I also do love that in her career, she's worked with people that aren't necessarily the go-to producers at the time. She's sort of zigged where other artists have tend to zag. Uh, and that's why I'm such a big fan of hers. It's interesting to read and hear about um, collaborations that, that didn't come to fruition. So with Liberation, um, I think the names Cardi B and Childish Gambino were thrown around. And it would have been interesting to see where they ended up on Liberation, if they were going to be on existing tracks or tracks that were recorded that haven't actually come to light. Um, I, I could see Cardi B actually on right moves it's sort of her sound and i could see her being in there at some point but apparently the rumor is that a producer discouraged christina from working with cardi so it sort of got lost in the shuffle um however i don't know if i believe that because christina has given shout outs to cardi b on twitter um, especially when she released wap uh, with megan the stallion um so they're sort of two artists that i would like to see uh, collaborate um, with Christina at some point in the future. She does very good work with female rappers, so I would like to see that. Childish Gambino, where would he have ended up on? I have no idea, but he's super, super talented. So I would like to also see Christina collaborate with him in the future as well. Um, you know, and I love that she was reaching out to all of these people at the time. You know, Liberation was all about Christina finding her love for music again. She's not released a studio album since 2012, uh, which was Lotus. Um, and this was released in 2018. So it's sort of the longest time she's had in between studio albums, six years. Um, and, you know, it was her finding her mojo again, which fans could see she had lost them. Uh, the mojo for a bit um but we're so glad that she's got it back um because you know she's given us more in the past couple of years than we had from her in the six years before that so absolutely brilliant um and we can also see that she recorded a lot for liberation um i can imagine a lot of the sessions um the, the work that was done has ended up in the vault you know she has said that there was a secret vault album um as a result of the liberation sessions um, you know and there are some unreleased material that has sort of seeped into the live setting so there was wonderland and lonely hearts um, which were sort of these video interludes or interludes in between the tracks. Um, but we only heard small excerpts of them. So it'd be nice to hear like the full length songs. And I'm sure there's plenty more in the vault. Um, so yeah, Christine, if you're listening, 2020 has been a really bad year for the world, hasn't it? So Fighters would be so happy if you released that vault album. We'd be so pleased. It'll be a great way to uh, um, get over the doom and gloom that's going on at the minute. So, you know, songs like Right Moves um, actually show 
you know it shows the world how she can immerse herself into any genre and that she's prepared to take risks with playing with different styles and music and and vocals and i really think it's so cool how christina can apply herself to any genre so really really great song nice and experimental and creative from christina so let's move on to talking about The Blower's Daughter with Chris Mann. Uh, this was released in 2012 and it's a cover of the Damien Rice song of the same name um, from his 2001 album O. Oh. Um, and this cover version was released on Chris Mann's album called Rhodes in 2012 following his stint on Team Christina on season two of The Voice where Christina was a coach at the time. And he was the last contestant standing on Team Christina, made it to the final um, but didn't win. Um, and I think this is actually her only contestant um, on all of the seasons she's done of The Voice um, that she's ended up collaborating with following their stint on The Voice. I know they've done collaborations on The Voice when they have been contestants, when the coach duets with their artist um, and then they release a studio recording of it. Um, but I think this is the only one that she's ended up doing further work with following their appearance on The Voice, which I think is really, really cool. So this version of uh, The Blower's Daughter has a completely different production rework from the original version. It was produced by Marius de Vries, who is known for his work with Madonna on the Ray of Light album, and also produced for Rofus Wainwright, and also for the films Moulin Rouge and Romeo and Juliet by Baz Luhrmann, which is really weird because Christina did Lady Marmalade for Moulin Rouge with Little Kim Meyer and Pink. So it sort of cosmically connects them uh, which is a really cool connection, I think. Um, and the cover of The Blower's Daughter um, sort of turns the song from this quiet acoustic number to this sweeping, filmy, operatic version, which was sort of Chris Mann's genre and forte on The Voice. He did a lot of sophisticated, classy, opera-style music in the same vein of artists like Josh Groban or a one-man Il Devo. Um, and then Christina joins him on the track, providing the vocals that Lisa Hannigan did on the original version. Um, and listening to the song, it just shows how versatile Christina is as a vocalist and how she has the ability to blend her vocals well with the artist that she is duetting with and collaborating with. Say Something is a very, very good example to use here as well. Um, Christina and Ian, um, their voices just blend so well together. And here, Chris and Christina's voices lend themselves to each other so well to create this beautiful sort of cinematic feel. And a lot of people do say Christina tends to overshadow who she's collaborating with but I think her voice blends beautifully with Chris's here and Christina has this vocal ability to fully immerse herself into the world of the artist that she's collaborating with um, which I think is a really beautiful thing and a really genius thing to be able to do it's an absolute gift um, and yeah there are songs that Christina has collaborated with artists on where she has been the highlight of there, but that doesn't necessarily mean she overshadows them. Um, that just shows how well she lends herself to the sound that they're trying to produce with the collaboration. So of course, we've been looking at favorite lyrics and favorite parts of the song. Um, of course, the favorite part of this song is Christina's bit when she comes in. Um, but my favorite lyric is the, I can't take my eyes off you. It can be interpreted in many ways, you know, both mentally and physically um, and it's my favourite lyric in the original bit um, and the way it just is so pleading um, how how it's repeated um, and it's beautiful here as well and you know speaking of the original there's a lot of love for it online um, it's a really beautiful song don't get me wrong I think it's 
really well written the melodies are stunning it's one of those songs that stops you in your tracks um and the version that christine has done with chris mann has had a lot of flack um because it sort of takes the original and completely strips it and adds a completely different production onto it but for me i think this is an interpretation of the song because the original um it was sort of the point of view from the guy to the girl but he was sort of in agony because um like the love wasn't reciprocated whereas here the interpretation is different because it's sort of a love song between the man and the woman um so i don't necessarily think that that's a bad thing um you know it's got more power in terms of the vocals there's a lot more power and strength in there but it doesn't have the raw emotion of the original um so i think that's probably why people prefer the original or why people give this cover version more flack because the original has this emotion and people tend to connect more in terms of emotion uh, when it comes to music from my experience anyway so they haven't actually performed this song live together as much as I wish they would because um, I think they perform really well together watching them on The Voice and I think Chris is one of the few success stories from The Voice. I mean he didn't win but he's still releasing music uh, and he's recently released an album of um, parody songs uh, related to the pandemic uh, which he did go viral at some point so um, you know and it's such a different artist to come from The Voice you know there's a lot of country music to come from The Voice in America uh, and this genre that he does is is very very different um, so I would like to see them perform together I mean, they did perform together as they do when they reached the final. They perform, the contestants perform with their coaches. So they did a cover of um, Celine Dion and Andre Bocelli, uh, The Prayer, uh, during uh, the final, which was really, really good. Um, so I do suggest that you go and look for it on YouTube if you haven't looked at it already. Um, but Christina has done duets with many of her voice contestants she did a version of beautiful with beverly um in season one and she did you've got a friend with alison porter who she ended up winning the voice with in season 10 and also we remain with jackie lee like we spoke about in the we remain episode um so you know it's nice it was nice to see christina um you know singing with other people when she was on the voice as much as we wanted her to release her own music during all of that but the voice was such um, a big time investment for christina um and you know she does contribute it as one of the um reasons as to why she sort of went away from creating music and the way that she lost her mojo um but you know it is what it is and um you know we got to see her every week on tv so there is a positive side to it um but yeah beautiful rendition of this song uh, the blower's daughter it's a beautiful song um you know do listen to the original and also the version with chris mann um really really great so we've heard about right moves and we've heard about the blower's daughter with chris mann but there can only be one winner so let's have a drum roll please and the winner is right moves congratulations to right moves the winner of this week's episode the reason i've chosen right moves as the winner um i just love it when christina steps outside the box and toys with a genre that she's not toyed with before and this song just works so well um, it really has a good vibe and groove and so much replay value um you know i absolutely love that 
her mojo came back and she started making music and experimenting with different sounds again. So yeah, really, really great song. Um, Commiserations to the Blower's Daughter. Very, very nice cover and very good rendition of the song. Um, but Right Moves was superior. So next episode, we will be looking at Battle of the Soundtrack Songs. Mm, but which films are they? You'll have to find out. Thank you so much for listening. That is it for today's episode. If you like the show, please be sure to subscribe and leave a comment. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter at XDina Track Battle. Peace out. <laughs>